The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, uh, Jaylen Nye. Andrew. Did, did you mention off the top, of course, this is Monday, so we'll be joined by Todd Hirsch, Senior Economist, ATB Financial, uh-huh. just after 3.30 with another edition of The, the Hoot. Wants to talk employment numbers again. Always of interest, I think, to... Uh, to people how employment numbers are doing. Might ask him about uh, the the oil prices as well. They were mm-hmm. up around 50. They seem to be kind of touching around 40, 42 right now as well. And there was a story earlier today talking about how when that happened, when the plunge took place a few years back, it was, oof. and yeah. now even though we've kind of bottomed down again, that businesses and companies are, are, are handling it better this time. Yeah, we've talked about that with uh, Todd and with Rob Roach before, that it's not... I mean, ideally, of course, you get a, a you know hundred dollar barrel bar- mm-hmm. barrel of oil, and everybody's rich. Um, but consistency in pricing is equally important. So, although it's not that, at least it's somewhat consistent now. So, yeah, it's a good idea. We should talk to Todd. This is kind of a, a cool story, and I know a number of you've been texting into the show over the past week saying, "Hey, have you seen what's going on at Buckingham Palace and how Canada is being represented?" <laughs> it's very cool uh, outside uh, the palace, and today. A little bit of history was made as uh, Captain Megan Kuto became uh, the first female infantry officer to command the Queen's Guard. That's right. And, uh, of course, she's uh, arrived in the band. Uh, uh, it, now, the band, tell me about the band. They're from Edmonton. Yeah, so she is with, so the... the, the Captain Kudo right now, the, the people the, the people that she's commanding, it's the 2nd Battalion, Princess Patricia's Canadian Light uh, Infantry, the 2nd Battalion, which is out of Winnipeg. Gotta love it when angels get their wings during our show, <laughs> don't you? So this is, what is, what is cool is, uh, so this unit invited to Britain to mark the 150th anniversary of uh, Canada's Confederation. And now usually the mounting of the Queen's Guard usually falls to the British Army's Household Division, which is part of the male-dominated infantry decision and you got to remember that um, in the UK they just started allowing women into the infantry last year oh okay so uh, this this was a this was a big deal so she took over today she's 24 years old and uh, you've seen the ceremony there'll be lots of coverage of it tonight the question remains is she the first woman ever to do it or the first Canadian well, she is definitely the first Canadian woman to do it. Right. She is definitely the first Canadian infantry officer to do it. Yeah, we're just not clear on whether or not she's the first woman ever. Woman ever. Um, because that's what it initially. I just hung up with the Department of National Defense. I know. You, you, you <laughs> use that uh, news break time to talk to, to the government. That's to funny. talk to them, and they said they were initially told that she was the first woman ever. Okay. But now the Ministry of National Defense out of Britain has said. Well, no, she's the first female infantry officer, but not the first female. The question is, okay, well, where's the other female and where was right. she from? But regardless, yeah. huge. this is a, a huge first uh, uh, for Canada, and she did a great job of the ceremony. What, what is also cool is there's an Edmonton connection, <laughs> right? and that is the Royal Canadian Artillery Band, which is based out of the garrison, is over there playing along. Um, providing music for all of this. They are there as a part of this celebration as Another well. Another massive honor, by the way. Oh, huge. Yeah. huge. And, and if you've been to the Remembrance Day service at the Butter Dome, you've seen the Royal Canadian Artillery Band play or their Christmas concert at the, at the Jube. Um, at, no, sorry, at the Wind Spirit. Mm-hmm. They, they do all sorts of stuff around, the, so around the, the city. The question begs to be asked, how can you make this story any more Canadian than it already is? <laughs>
that is how the band warmed up this morning prior to their official duties. Can you imagine, uh, and of course, Canadians all recognize that mm-hmm. uh, historic tune. it's a huge tourist tune. attraction, the changing, It, it right? is, it is. Uh, I've gone to it myself several times. Um, <laughs> I don't know that everybody would recognize that tune that was there to witness that, uh, but certainly Canadians would. Is it wrong for me to say, I'm a proud Canadian, everyone knows that, but I'm almost, that sends chills down my spine (laughs) more than the anthem. No, come on. It does. It honestly does. And I know what the anthem represents, and I don't mean, I'm I'm not in any way belittling the anthem. When I see, when I hear the anthem and our flag rises at the Olympics, for example, of course, I swell, I swell with pride. But that song just is so Canadian that yeah, I... Yeah, you're right. You it know, is very Canadian. I, I guess in the newer generation, they might not recognize it either, but those of us who watched Hockey Night in Canada, since we were able to, to walk and turn on the TV, recognize yeah. that tune. And it was such a big moment when they dropped the tune. That was a whole story as well as to why they it dropped sure it. sure was. You know, and who who didn't get paid a small amount yeah, of money. Yeah, the woman and, who came up with it years and years and years and years ago. Yeah, uh, but there you go, Captain Embry and his uh, his band, the Royal Canadian Artillery Band, representing uh, in England. They're there for a good month, d- taking part in a, n- a number of celebrations there until uh, the beginning of July. So, so tip of the hat to them. Absolutely, and uh, great to see um, roles being celebrated that have not been. Um, readily available in the past. So a, a female commander. And I love this too because she says, well, I've, I've, I have some healthy stress right now, but that's it. <laughs> healthy stress. I'm like, ah! <laughs> She's just trying to remember. She said, I just need to make sure I remember the proper commands at the right time. I was like, yeah, yeah exactly. That's the big part. <laughs> so it's funny because uh, you think sometimes, don't you? And we were talking earlier about uh, the internet. Oh, and, and how and, far we've come. Yes, and then you hear a story like this and you think, wow, we've in some ways we've come quite far. Well, when you look at it, think about it. The, the Canadian military yeah. started allowing infantry, female infantry officers in the 1980s. Ah, there you 1980s. go. 1980s. We had the first infantry officer on this show a couple of weeks back, Sandra Perrin, and her, her new book, uh, Outstanding in the Field. Fabulous book. Great inter... It, she's a great story. England just started letting theirs in yeah. a year ago. That's true. And then you had to... Where? Czechoslovakia? Czechoslovakia, where apparently um, this Enlightenment... Uh, uh, has not uh, has on. not reached. <laughs> yeah, it's not become popular. So listen to this. It, it's a it's an interesting story. There's uh, there's these management team at a nuclear plant. It's a, you know, a power plant. You'd think the light would come on at a nuclear plant, but apparently didn't. You think there'd be some big thinkers there? Yeah, and, and this had to pass through somebody's uh, boardroom meeting and down through management, and apparently everyone thought it was a good idea. So they offer internships to uh, young individuals to work in the plant, and you know how an intern works. It's usually no or low pay, um, but you get a lot of job experience. Get some experience. Yeah, and a nuclear plan, man, that's uh, you're paving your own future with uh, that internship. So what they did in order to determine who would be the most appropriate people to bring in as interns, and you would think, uh, guess, if you will, uh, before I tell you, uh, possibly oh, uh, an interest in nuclear power. Yeah. Maybe uh, you live near the plant, possibly your you're parents gonna... were there. Um, this is your chosen future. I mean, there's a lot of different ways from university. Sure. Yeah. Maybe an essay that you wrote. Uh, and, and, and that's ta- what you're going to be judged on. Yeah, talked about the future of the world and power and uh, how nuclear is the way to go. Something like that. A passion, I suppose, you have to demonstrate to be an intern. 
Because certainly you're not doing it for the money. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So this is what this team, uh, this management team at the nuclear plant in Czechoslovakia did. Uh, they held a bikini contest. <laughs> <laughs> a bikini, co- online bikini contest, mm-hmm. I might add, where they asked women to pose in their bikinis with, a, you know, a sort of a nuclear theme to it, so possibly a hard hat or something like that. Uh, they brought in professional photographers, so... Um, the pictures were great, and they provided the props in the background. So there they are, our potential interns in bikinis at the plant wearing hard hats, and put it up online for people to, to vote. vote. And that's who would get the job. On Facebook, they put it on there. And they... Uh, well, guess what happened? Oh, uh, there was some backlash, apparently. Mm. And again, do you know, does everyone understand this? I just want to make sure everyone understands this. And if you don't, that's cool. I'm not judging you. D- does everyone understand the Internet is everywhere? There's not an Internet in your neighborhood or your house. The Internet is everywhere. So if you, as a company in Czechoslovakia, decide that the best way to get the most skilled and appropriate employee to intern with your company is to see them with practically no clothes on, um, and then failing to know, and, and by the way, and then make it public because you think it's a good idea and you want everyone to share in your genius, and then to to start to defend it. Now, they've taken it down. They, what they've done is they've given all 10 <laughs> internships. So it's like, okay, everybody's got a job. So sorry, 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 sorry. But you know when that first wave of backlash hits and companies go, sometimes companies are smart. They go, yikes, let's let's fix this, right? I shouldn't say they're smart because they wouldn't be in that situation if they were smart. But they're smart in the moment to say, we've done something wrong, we need to fix it. Other companies sort of throw out that first line of defense, right? Sort of like the United guy who got dragged well, down the aisle. But they but they liked having their pictures taken. Right. This is their defense is that, no, it was a great experience for them. They really had a good time. We hired professional photographers. <laughs> yeah. We, we let them on the property. We took pictures. They're able to keep copies of them. Like it's, no, no, no. You're not going to be able to sell this one. There's nobody who thinks that this is completely sexist and idiotic that's going to say, oh, they enjoyed themselves? Oh, okay. My bad. Well, it's all right then. Yeah. No, we'll let it go. So, I mean, in the end, they've done the most they can do to control damage, which, by the way, damage control should probably be top of the list at a nuclear plant. You think so? Yeah. That should be, safety should be at the height of their concern. But so everybody's getting a job. And every single one of these women are gorgeous. (laughs) Yeah. It looks to me as, in fact, that they were trying to put together uh, a calendar yeah, of, probably. Shots, of shots of, you know, beautiful women with, um, you know, really nice bodies for their nuclear power, pa- power plant. That's what yeah. it looks like to me. Although also poor they planning have, if there was have, only 10 of them because there's 12 months. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they all have six packs and they yeah, all, well, you know. No, they look great. Now, we're objectifying women as well, but it just seems... You are. I'm just agreeing with you. Well, I'm just saying. I mean, they're all yeah. beautiful. Sure. It just seems... The only way that they could have made this even dumber was to say that each of them was glowing after the <laughs> experiences. Well, wait a minute. Aren't you a nuclear plant? They shouldn't be glowing. Check on that. <laughs> Might be a crack somewhere. You want to just I just think that they look. need to, uh, you know, maybe take a closer look at their qualification needs for, for interns. <laughs> But that's because a- it would appear to me that they probably somewhere along the line said, and please submit a photo, and then they went through and narrowed it down to 10, Maybe and then did it that way. Maybe, you're probably See, that's right. What, yeah. 
You're probably right. They wouldn't have brought in everybody and put them in a bikini. So they... No. Oh, and no guys, by the way. No guys. Of course. So that's also sexist. Guys were precluded from being able to get an internship. It, the thing about stories like this that always sort of entertained me, are not only the fallout, because I love seeing people scramble and try and spin a story, right? So I enjoy that quite a bit. They, they take these things seriously. But the part that really always entertains me is that it wasn't a guy. It wasn't a guy at United Airlines. It wasn't a guy at this nuclear plant. It wasn't... Mm. It's a whole group of people who nobody stood up and went, this is a bad idea. This this is not going to go well for us. Nobody did that. Everyone went, that, that's a great idea. And then I bet you a whole bunch of them oh, sat around the table. We've got, and, we've got calendars for Christmas gifts now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you made me think of something else. If they really were going for a calendar, and if they really did put it out to hundreds of people and narrow it down to... So could they only find 10, then, that they thought were appropriate for a calendar? <laughs> there weren't two others that were on the on the cusp? And why not have... And Okay, well, that, just don't even get me going, because I'm... What makes that attractive? Like, who says that's what attractive mm-hmm. is? Because wouldn't a brilliant mind be attractive mm-hmm. or wouldn't a pleasing personality be attractive or, you know what I mean? Again, it goes back to what really were you going to do with those photos? Yeah. Yeah. And would you even want to work there if that was the requirement to get a job there, a low paid well, internship? No. If you need experience. I think you talked about this last week at some point, not this particular story, but and, and I know this just based on tweets that I, I read, and, and perhaps I just misread them, about inappropriate questions or something like that. Um, I can't remember what the topic was specifically, but I, or perhaps I was listening to it on the radio. Um, have you ever been in a job interview, for example, mm. where there was an inappropriate question asked? And I wanted to contact you and tell you, and, and it's just funny how employers make this mistake. Now, this goes back to 1981 or two, so things have changed. But Irving Oil, a huge employer in the Maritimes, interviewed me for a position when I was graduating from university. And I'm just trying to make sure in my mind I can actually tell the story. That's how inappropriate the question was. So I went through the first round of interviews, got the call back for the second round of interviews where you meet the more senior guy who can offer you the job. And he quizzed me on a lot of things. And then the Irvings, by the way, are very private people. It's a private company. Um, he asked me what I knew about the town they were in, what I knew about Irving. Uh, do I gas up at Irving? They had gas mm-hmm. stations then. They probably still do. And then one of the final questions was, "Do you are you in a relationship right now? And I thought they were asking because they would have to relocate both my mm-hmm. girlfriend and I, or I would have to take a, a time off to get married down the road or whatever. Or perhaps they just wanted to make sure that if I was getting married, she would be willing to live mm-hmm. in St. John, New Brunswick, right? Or wherever they're located, uh, Fredericton, wherever it is. But she, he asked, are you in a relationship? And I said, yes. And how serious is it? And I said, I think it's quite serious. I mean, we're talking about getting married a little bit down the road. Because, again, I thought that's yeah. where he was going. Yeah. And he said, is it intimate? Whoa. And I said, I don't know what that question means. And he goes, are you having sex? And I just stared at I couldn't believe he had just asked me that question. And I went, that's absolutely none of your business. And he went, okay. And he started to make a note. And, you know, you start thinking, well, oh, yeah. I, I, did I just blow the interview or whatever? And, I, and then I, I just sat there for a second. I was stunned by the question. I didn't know what to do. And I'm a young man trying to get employment. I'm not as confident as I am today. 
Um, and I just said, you know what, this interview is over. I'm not interested in working for Irving. And he said, just not so fast, not so fast. And his explanation was that Irving is a very private company, and they want to ensure that you will keep the secrets of the company once you're employed there. And so they ask you a very private, private question to see if you would be forthcoming yeah. with the information. Yeah, that's not, not good cool. enough. Not good enough. And coming up after the 3.30 News with Eileen Bell, Todd Hirsch, the senior economist with ATB Financial, will join us. Uh, we are talking, what were we talking about? Employment numbers again and, and migration. That's right. Who is going uh, where and when. Uh, plus, Morley is uh, in for sports. So coming up after four, we'll have some uh, rehash of that Eskimos game from Saturday night. Didn't uh, get to see it myself. I could have, there was a plan in play at one point that was part of my sort of Vancouver experience where I could have gone because BC Place is not far from uh-huh. where the club is. I could have gone and caught probably most of the first half and then grabbed a cab back to the uh, back to the club. You're not going to enjoy the hot football game, though, if you know that no, you have to go exactly. to exactly. right? No, yeah. I like to sit back and... Have a couple of beer. Have a couple of beers and watch the game. I heard that it was um, sort of a listless first quarter or so, but then got very exciting. Uh-huh. And the Eskimos, of course... Uh, put it away in the last few minutes so that's that's good it's good with so few games in a schedule i mean the nhl plays like 80 games right and the uh, cfl plays 18 so in a regular season somewhere around 18 if it's not 18 so every win becomes really really important so that's a great start another one this weekend uh this friday the uh, home opener against the montreal alouettes Mm -hmm. it's on friday it's on friday ah that's perfect friday we may we may be there oh great yeah Okay. Well, you want to stick around for the game? I'll buy you a beer. Maybe. All right. You and I out on a... <laughs> on a date? On a date. Oh, okay. Well, let's invite our spouses then. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking that through a little bit. Maybe... Actually, uh, you know what? As yeah. much as that sounds great, the kid is coming home from Tokyo on Saturday. He's going to be here for more than one night, right? I've got to clean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the room that we were planning on putting him in? Yeah. Was the flood room. Oh yeah, how's that going? By the way, everything. Well, it's drying up. Mm. Um, Is it smelling? No, it doesn't smell because all the blowers are in there. So there's all sorts of fans still going in the house. A little noisy. (laughs) Great white noise though to try. Well, some a listener warned you of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That you're gonna have to put up. So those go 24 hours a day. That's right. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. And it's just what dehumidifying it. I mean, it's just and drying out um, walls, anything like that. Anything if it got into the what do you call it? What's that stuff called? Not f- the wall stuff. Drywall. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not so dry. Uh, Who hasn't had carbs in two weeks? Me. Qu- quick update uh, on my street, by the way. The X's are still on the pile of uh, <laughs> chips, and no trees have arrived. But this morning, when I went to get coffee, or last night? No, it was last night when I when I went out to buy a salad. I stopped my car because in my rearview mirror, I saw a sight I'd never thought I'd see on my street. And a, a Sunday night, What's Hunter that? was in the car. I actually got him to verify that I could, I was actually seeing what I was seeing. Our neighbor, you know our neighbor? Mm-hmm. The guy who parks in front of our house, lets the weeds grow wild, has a dog barking all night long, comes and goes in the night. That guy, he was out weeding. <laughs> like, I don't know if he was coming down off a bad high or... Yeah. <laughs> he was actually out there and not just pulling them so that they'll grow back again. He had a tool for actually pulling them. Huh. I know, hey? Somebody must have got him that for Father's Day. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.